We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Here's uh, a, I was right about the Jazz, by the way. That's what I was going to say. Is you start there if you like. That's really the only thing that matters is at the end of every show, if you guys haven't listened, the Nick and Dusty parlay. Uh, we, last night would have paid you uh, six to one. Yeah. And those are good odds, by the way, folks. You like you like six to one. So oh, yeah. uh, 
I actually didn't even think about it because I my I've actually been letting you down in the Nick and Dusty parlay. I've yeah, been. I had the stupid TCU money line. Ah, uh, you know what though? That was one time. But I we feel got like- it all back last night. I knew that jazz line was so stinky mm-hmm. from the second that I saw. Like, it went from three to two and a half, and mm-hmm. literally everyone were, was betting the Cavs. I'm like, that is a little reverse line movement. It just smells. And here's the thing about it is the the best part about that is that early on the Cavs were playing. I was like, oh, our parlay has no chance. <clears throat> Donovan's on fire. He ended up scoring 46 last night. Donovan's on fire. And then, what, five minutes in, Jared Allen has to leave the game for sickness. And do you know all I saw? The NBA is rigged. The NBA is rigged. Jared Allen isn't sick. Cavs need to tell us why he wasn't on the injury report if he was sick. Uh, doesn't matter. Because the second Jared Allen left that game, I kind of felt like, all right, I, I think the Jazz are going to win this one, even though yeah, still to that I, point. I had the over two, and thank God for that Donovan Mitchell steal at the end of the game because mm-hmm. that thing was going under. So the Nick and Dusty parlay, which you can hear every single day on this show at uh, at at six forty five, we finally got a winner, and I didn't let Dustin down because Jordan Clarkson <coughs> went over. He made five threes. I bet that it would be over three and a half threes. Uh, so with that, we're yet another day removed from the end of the Brown season. Uh, the mm. latest here is that Jim Schwartz is being interviewed by the Browns today. He's in town. Is there a candidate yet that you've heard that you just wouldn't? care for that you'd be a little pissed about not really yeah like Sean Desai is the one that scares me the most and it's not like people have I I made the when it when that that name was first announced I talked about how he's an Ivy Leaguer and everybody said up the fix is in um what scares me most about him is he just doesn't have a lot of experience as a defensive coordinator I do think I do think I'd like a guy with a little bit more experience but like even if they came out and said Sean Desai I wouldn't be like, ah, it's a bad hire and we need to fire him. I would just doubt whether the team, the defense would be ready to to play week one because it's a young defensive coordinator and you're going to have a bunch of new pieces, right? right? Whereas like if it's Brian Flores, oh, no, nope. Their asses will be ready to go week one. Even Gerard Mayo, because even though he doesn't have a lot of, of, of uh, experience as the defensive coordinator, it's a dude who, who wore the green dot. For Bill Belichick. Yeah. So, but yeah, th- but there's not been one, per- even Jim Schwartz. Like, Jim Schwartz, to me, is a safe hire. You're not going to lose Jim Schwartz in five years to be a head coach again. Or, sorry, you're not going to lose him next year. Gerard Mayo, you might. Brian Flores, you might. Hell, even Sean Desai, you might. But it's funny, we're talking about the Sean Desai stuff, and we're talking about... um you know, a guy who might need to evolve and, and maybe grow a little bit because he's so inexperienced as a defensive coordinator. Right. Aditi Kinkabwala was on the morning show today, and it was Ooh, a Donnybrook. Uh, I love Aditi. Mm-hmm. Ooh, where's the butt? I smell the butt. But this morning, man, she was firing me up. Well, so I think she was firing the guys up. Lima was fired up early in the interview, and then by the end, I felt bad, like Ken was like trying to like, Hey, come on! We're just talking here, and she was like, she was spitting fire this morning. I didn't really agree with everything she said, but like, if you guys missed out on Aditi Kinkabwala on the morning show today, it's mm-hmm. a, it was must listen. Oh yeah, uh, her and I thought, and I to to Lima's credit, I thought Lima did a great job, um, throwing out like every time she would throw like a defense of the Browns or a defense of Kevin Stefanski, right? Like he'd be like, "Well, Nick Sirianni, 
Well, and he just kept mentioning any of those. I even heard her kind of talk down about Mike Tomlin. I don't want to say that because she's very professional and I'm not. But like, she was even kind of like, well, Mike, Mike Tomlin hasn't had a, a playoff win in six years and he's only got three playoff wins in 12 years. <coughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, but they've won a bleep ton of you games. You just almost. Uh, when, when getting into Kevin Stefanski, what I said about Sean Desai and, and somebody who might not be 100% a fully formed coordinator day one, she used that as a defense of Kevin Stefanski. Here's what she had to say. I guarantee you that Kevin Stefanski is looking at every single thing that happened and assessing what can be changed, what can be tweaked. Kevin Stefanski is not going to be okay going back to being a coordinator or going back to being a position coach. He wants to be successful as a head coach, so he's going to do what needs to be done. And to sit here and want to run the man out when he's three years in, in three crazy years for a variety of different reasons, I mean, you have to let somebody mature and season and have the opportunity to learn. So there's a few parts of this. One, when she said, you know, he won't be okay going back to be an offensive coordinator, I bet you Hugh Jackson didn't feel that, like didn't feel okay to go back to being a, an offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. I bet you look in the, uh, I bet you Mike Pettin. Ah, Mike Pettin might have been thrilled to be out of Berea. That maybe isn't that, but look at, there's coaches every year who would rather be a head coach than an offensive coordinator. Sure. So I think this to me goes back to a lot of what we've talked about with Kevin Stefanski. Okay, you're going to do whatever it takes to, 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 to win. Prove it. What if you, you fired Joe Woods? Golf clap. At most people, you would have gotten a, a rousing ovation if you had fired Joe Woods last year. You didn't. You, you fell back on the Mangini effect with that defense, Dustin, and you yeah. said, oh, well, you know what? It was a strong start, and that's who the defense is. Most people would have fired, and even more people would have fired Joe Woods about week, eh, probably after, after the Patriots blowout. Right. Because all of that pr- progress that you thought you had seen earlier from last season, at the end of last season, didn't come to fruition. There was no progress. You regressed. You were one of the worst defenses in the NFL until the Bucks game? Pretty is that, much, yeah. Is that when they fell out of the bottom five? Roughly. So this idea of, I don't think it's a defense of Kevin Stefanski. I don't think I don't think that gives me a lot of faith in Kevin Stefanski. Oh, well, he doesn't want to go back to being an offensive coordinator. I bet he doesn't. Now prove it. How does he prove it? Well, he could take accountability. Real accountability, not standing up on the podium giving glib, more glib answers, and and basically just giving you nothing. And again, I don't want to I don't want to put too much on the press conference because it's not just about that, right? If if his press conferences he said nothing, but his actions said another thing, like after a seven and ten season, after an eight and nine season, right. he's firing Joe Woods enough. Because here's the thing. My biggest fear is not not just, oh, we're going to have to fire Kevin Stefanski next year. Although that's a big fear. My biggest fear is that Kevin Stefanski is wasting his own potential because of his ego and want to do it his way. And I think for whatever reason, like I agree, I think it was JP said the other night when, when Stefanski, the night of the press conference, yeah, when Stefanski's like, I'll do anything if I think it can help us win. When asked directly about, are you going to give up play calling? I don't believe Kevin Stefanski in that. Do I think he'll do anything he thinks will help him win? Yes. But do I think he'll really self 
be self-critical and self-evaluate? And do I think he'll um, hold himself accountable? No. Because deep down, I don't think Kevin Stefanski thinks he's the problem. Deep down, I don't think Andrew Barry thinks they're the problem. Is it ego? Is it, what is it? Like, I, I, I just always feel like, you know, to be successful in life, you've got to be able to look yourself in the mirror at times and certainly evaluate yourself first and foremost before you point the finger at other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And I, I don't get the sense. I mean, even, and I'd really love going back to that Daryl Ryder thing where Daryl had said, um, that players had gone to Kevin Stefanski and said, we need you to hold us more accountable. And he agreed and then picked and chose his spots. So that, so what that's saying to me is the locker room still didn't feel like he held them fully accountable. You're year three. And to get to Aditi's greater point here, the idea, I'm not, I, I really do think, like Greg Popovich has been coaching since 1996 in the NBA. I guarantee you, Greg Popovich, every year, at the end of the season goes, all right, what didn't I do well? What did I do well? And how can I help the organization? And how can I help myself be better? Right. And whether that's mixing up the assistants on his staff, whether that's divvying up things differently, whether that's giving more power to his staff or maybe taking control away, I guarantee you Greg Popovich did that every year. But, like, we got to start with the, the, the premise. Do you, Dustin, think that you've seen growth from Kevin Stefanski in three years? I'm not talking about the wins and losses. I'm talking about the actual head coach. Uh, no. Yeah, it's really tough if the wins and losses aren't there to kind of no put question. to it. But I think the bigger concern is the areas where I think you would grow naturally are areas like leadership. And it feels like this year was – it really felt like this year they were spinning perilously close to disaster. It, it really felt like they were kind of trying to thread the needle – and instead of threading the needle, the needle was threading them, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so so like that, that to me is like an, e- okay, well, I didn't call guys enough out or I wasn't, um, like it bugged me when Kevin Stefanski the other day said, you know, uh, my, I got an open door policy. Kevin, they shouldn't be seeking you out as a leader. And you know a lot about this, Dusty, having played as a leader you take it on yourself to seek those people out, right? It's not about oh, making yeah. – Genevieve Clowney probably wasn't going to like whatever you had to say, but it's about finding a way to get resolution with Jadavian Clowney that it doesn't impact the rest of the season. And if you sense that wasn't possible, mm-hmm. then you move on from him. Anybody not named Miles Chubb – Miles Chubb. Miles Chubb. That's actually a great name. I actually would say, like, God, if you combined – Miles Garrett and Nick Chubb into one person. But the point is, you seek it out. You don't wait for it to fester. You don't wait for people to come to you and tell you, hey, maybe get on our ass a little bit more. You do it yourself. And by year three, I just feel like that specific growth should have already happened already. We got Sean Salisbury coming up in about uh, 20 minutes. And I do think, like, You know, Sean, and we've talked with him before about uh, he really loves uh, and has read a lot of books and kind of done a lot of research on on leadership and and what it takes to be a leader and what being a leader means. And I can't wait to get his perspective on this because the Stefanski stuff, and if you guys missed the first segment, Aditi Kinkabwala was on the morning show today and basically said, you got to let Kevin Stefanski 
grow and mature as a head coach. And in the general idea that coaches don't become great head coaches, like even if you step in and you win day one, it doesn't mean you're a great head coach. Even if you step right. in day one, Dusty is a great head coach. It doesn't mean you can't get better. So I agree with that, but I would also I would also say like, okay, but it feels like the things that you need to to develop on are the things that I don't know if you can. Like game management. I think a lot of people have have talked about his game management, why they make decisions. Now that might be an organizational thing, right? The guardrails. Isn't that what uh, the morning show always talks about the guardrails the the analytics team provides for Kevin Stefanski, but like leadership, is that something? Because if I, if you if you and I were talking right now out loud, the number one thing I think Kevin Stefanski has to be not just better at, but he has to button all the hell all the all the hell all the hell all the way the hell up. There we landed the plane eventually. It's leadership. It's leadership and it's discipline. Because for a guy who says, we got to keep this in-house, it is unacceptable. And I can't believe that there's nobody in the organization. I, I refuse to believe that there are some people who don't notice this as smart right. as they all are. You've been Mr. Keeping it in-house two straight years. It's not only spilled out into public, it's been ugly and gotten to a point where, as an organization, you either had to release one of the parties or send the guy home the last week of the season. It's it's not great. you know. I, I look at other teams... And I go back to the Aditi interview this morning, and you know a lot of it was centered around Mike Tomlin mm-hmm. and and Tomlin's ability to lead with that organization. And she talked about how, hey, listen, you know, when Tomlin got there, um, he had he had you know a Hall of Fame future Hall of Fame quarterback. He had a lot of veterans. Mm-hmm. You know, there was like really good players on that team, and the Browns don't really have that right now and so that was she was kind of saying that that was the reason why maybe Stefanski uh, deserves a little pass here Mm -hmm. and to me I'd say well okay this is going year four yeah I think that's a great point this isn't this isn't year one it's like he just didn't Kevin Stefanski oh by the way he inherited a really good team with tons of talent tons of cap space tons of draft picks Mm -hmm. and it's now year four yeah, like, where's the development of the leadership? Like, there is a part of me, and I actually did this for Baker, so I'll do it with Kevin as well. There is a part of me that empathizes, even though they won year one with Kevin. I do think some of what we've seen over the last, and it's not just the last three years, but the last five years has been the organization um, paying for its previous sins. You know, uh, going from Hugh to Greg to to Freddie to Kevin. Like, there is some of that. And listen, I'll be honest with you. The number one thing that turned me off, Dustin, to tanking yeah. is when you tank and you remove all the veterans or all the meaningful veterans from your locker room, um, then all those young guys that you've just drafted are walking into the NFL without the kind of support they need right. to become the leaders they need. So I'll give that to some level. It's three years. It's going on four. And, and also... Shouldn't that have been the thing Kevin Stefanski's focused on all last offseason? And listen, I don't I'm not trying to turn this into um bag on Kevin Stefanski. I am the guy who it took until I mean, it started with the Miami game, but it wasn't until the Bengals game where I finally was like, okay, we're done with the excuses. What the hell? What in the hell was that? But this was a team that was top ten in penalties this year. And by the way, they weren't 
the year that they uh, went to the playoffs and got the playoff win, right? Right. So I'm cool with giving Kevin Stefanski the room to grow, but then Kevin Stefanski needs to be honest openly about where he needs to grow. Nobody in the NFL, if, if Kevin Stefanski says, I need to evolve as a leader, Nobody in the NFL is going to be like, ah, let's go attack that leadership. Like that's this. These are not tactical things. These are as a coach, as a man, as a leader. Where do you need to get better? Because for me, and I'll I'll throw this out to you guys. If if Kevin Stefanski focuses on one thing to get better at this offseason, okay, what's the what's the number one thing he has to improve? Because for me, it is by far I, I think, far and away leadership. I, I, I think leadership and game day management. So I think the game management stuff is interesting because that ties in with play calling. And I don't really – uh, the only improvement I could see as a play caller is don't do it because maybe that might make you a better head coach, which <laughs> might make you better at, at actual game management, critical decisions, you know, final two-minute decisions, stuff like that. Two one six five seven eight double zero nine two. If Kevin Stefanski focuses on one thing this offseason to self-scout, what would you tell Kevin he needs to work on? Let's go with Mike. Mike, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? Hey, how you guys doing today? Good, Mike. How you doing? Doing well, bud. Um, one thing I would hope that the coach works on based upon the things that happened in the last couple of years is uh, controlling that locker room. I feel he's lost the locker room uh, last year and this year as well. And in order for us to turn around as a football team and get back on the winning side, I feel like he needs to set a culture and a tone of leadership and get those guys back on his side and get back control of that locker room. You know, I actually think that's that's a that's a great way to that, I didn't use that word culture. I think that's a fantastic way of putting it. And listen, Andrew Barry does have some some things in this, right? Letting go of Jarvis Landry, who again on the field, that decision played out. He made the right uh, decision on the field. Problem is, it might have hurt him in the locker room. Yeah. Letting go Sheldon Richardson two years ago. All right, well, that might have been the, the right decision on the field. The problem is it didn't work out in the locker room. And the guys you brought in, like a Taven mm. Bryan. Taven Bryan's trying to hold on to his NFL career. He's oh, not, yeah. He's not going to rock the boat or kick somebody's ass. Like, um, I mean, even Amari Cooper. Like, Amari is a dude. Like, what a great guy. And we've interviewed him. Uh, Ken has interviewed him at length about his nails. Like, like this is fantastic. I I love me some Amari Cooper, but like year one, is Amari going to take over the exact spot Jarvis is? And by the way, they're different people. So like Andrew does have a lot, a lot of culpability in this, but at the same point, like there are like, and I hate to do this. Mike Tomlin had chuckleheads in his building in Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, uh, ben Roethlisberger, and there's one other guy that I complete. Oh, um, Martavis Bryant. And as 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 bad as that stuff spilled out, they still won. They didn't use culture as an excuse because Mike Tomlin is the culture. Right. As a head coach, you've got to be the culture. Uh, Jay Young on Twitter, and Twitter reactions brought to you by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store, saying it's year three. And he showed no improvements in those aspects. Talking about leadership and yeah. game management. Let's go with uh, let's go with Rob. Rob, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got? Hey, fellas. Uh, you know, I, I, I watched the end of the season like any other twisted soul that follows this team. And I thought about Greg Giga Williams. 
that's right, Gregor Williams, who took over a team in complete disarray in the middle of a season with nowhere near the talent that this team has. And they played the After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Game, and Dustin, I mean, you played this sport. You know it. I don't. I'm just a fan watching from the outside. I run my own business, right? I have people that work for me, and I understand that I set the tone for what happens, and Greg Williams seemed to set a tone where the guys played the game and they played it with joy and they played, they had strategy and they had halftime adjustments and all of those things. And I don't know what, like, I don't want to get rid of Kevin Stefanski. I don't want to go through all that stuff again, but I, I don't know. It seems like we're making this so hard. We're making it seem so hard. And Greg just walked right into the middle of a mess and played out the season and played like they played the game. And I just kind of wanted to ask Dustin, like, uh, if you compare the last four or five games of this season with the games that Greg Aga was head coach for, which, which team would you rather watch? Well, I mean, in that situation, I would have rather watched the Greg Aga team. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just don't know. I mean, sometimes we see this all the time. Like, interim coaches can come in. And that's why I, I thought they should have fired Joe Woods midseason because I think they would have taken a step forward because teams just do that when you have change mm-hmm. and there's a different voice. doesn't mean it's the right voice going forward. Like, look what uh, Rich Passaccia did with the Raiders last year. Mm-hmm. You know, they won down the stretch. Would he have been a great head coach? Maybe. I don't know. But it happens. Yeah, I don't know why there's such a stink on interim head coaches. Like, there's real debate um, in Carolina whether, uh, whether they're going to hire Steve Wilkes as the head coach. It's a guy that went damn near 500, and his quarterbacks were Sam Darnold and P.J. Walker, and and ba- the first five games that year were Baker. Like, if you can win in spite of your your quarterback, you can win in the NFL. I think that's why Mike Tomlin actually is so great. He won in spite of a washed-up Ben Roethlisberger. Yes. And I think, listen, the stats are what they are. He won at points in spite of Kenny Pickett. So, I just... I don't understand the whole uh, the the interim head coach thing. And listen, I thought Rob did did say something here. There are people I hear that want Kevin Stefanski fired. Yeah. Most of it, all I hear is people wanting Kevin Stefanski get better. And like, I do think that's a critical difference. I think if we knew and could be promised that things were going to change and get better. I think everyone's on board with Stefanski coming back. And I think this goes back to the Jim Donovan point on Bally Sports the other night. That was such a great rant. If you just, if you were just a little bit more, and he said the word accessible, which I think is the right word, 
But if you just had a, you just used a little more of your people skills outwardly, and instead, it's, like, I don't think Ballard is is a great GM, but mm-hmm. I did like his press conference. He it, at least it, said something. At least he said something, and it was it came across as genuine. Yeah, and, and took ownership. And I think, like, I understand that there are valid reasons why they might be reticent, right? Um, the relationship between Browns fans and and the Haslam ownership has been really rocky. Browns fans have said some pretty strong stuff about everybody there. So as the media, in fairness. Um, I also think, like, you know, losing does this to you. So there are a lot of different reasons why it makes sense that you might retreat. I think it's the wrong move. Yeah. And I th- but again, that comes back to leadership, and that comes back to why it's so tough to just hammer Kevin on leadership when I think some of this is on Barry, and I think some of this is on Jimmy, and I think some of this is on uh, the San Diego stat whisperer, Paul <laughs> De Podesta. 216-578-0092. The question for you guys is, if Kevin Stefanski focuses on one thing to get better at this offseason, what would you say? What would you tell Kevin he needs to work on? Let's go with Dalton. Dalton, welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, how's it going, guys? Doing well, buddy. How are you, man? That's good. Hey, I just want to hit on this real fast. Um, You know, Stefanski, all in all, I mean, he's shown that he's a good play caller. Offensively side of things, you know, he's done really well with that. I think, like you were hitting on Dustin's game day management, I think his inability to adapt as the game flows, like – he abandons the run too quick. Obviously, we've talked about that a bunch of times. But I think it's more so hitting on the take yourself out of the analytical perspective, put yourself in the way the game is flowing itself, how the other team's playing defensively, offensively, and making adjustments based off of gut instinct compared to thinking he's the smartest guy in the room and running every play like he is thinking as such. I think that's the biggest issue with Stefanski. And if he's able to correct that and show that he has a football sense apart from his analytical number sense, that would do leaps and bounds for what our offense and defense do on a weekly basis. You know, it's funny about what you just said, Dalton, and I, and I uh, thank you for the call. What I think is so f- interesting about that is John Johnson III came out after Joe Woods had been fired and said, you know, there were just times where it felt like we were trying to outsmart the opponent, and in the end, we outsmarted ourselves. Yeah, I don't think that was a Joe Woods problem, and 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 I don't. I'm not the guy that's coming out here saying ah analytics. I'm not out here saying that none of these guys are too smart. I don't think that's a possibility, but I do think there is something between intelligence and arrogance. I and I do think you can be arrogantly intelligent. And I wonder if maybe that's something, that hubris is something maybe this this organization is guilty of. You know, it's so funny. I was talking to a buddy last night um, about that Kirby Smart pregame talk. Mm-hmm. And like what Kirby Smart said in there, if you haven't heard it, it's all over social media. Uh, don't listen in front of your kids. <laughs> but Or like any churchgoers or like Some of the things nuns. that he talked about, Nick, were, literally were, were just, hey, you've got to kick someone's ass. You've got to beat the man in front of you. He's talking about the line of scrimmage. He's talking about defensive backs, linebackers, running to the football. Like, the little things. Like, the game of football, sometimes we overthink it and try to finesse it Mm -hmm. with play calls and with, you know, scheme and motions and shifts and things. But in the reality of things, sometimes it just comes down to kicking someone's someone's ass. Yep. 
Yep. And the Browns, I don't think, do that enough. It's it's a balance between intelligence and toughness. The offseason sucks when we're talking about coaches being on the hot seat or looking for a coach. And we are. We are we are looking for a defensive coordinator right now. We're talking about a head coach. Should he be back? Uh, he will be. But we're also talking about what's going to happen next year. Yeah. What's going to change? Well, and you know this, dude. Like, I think it's so easy to fire a coach. I don't think people realize how right it is. You, I mean, outside of, like, guys who are so god-awful, the Hugh Jacksons, the uh, Freddie Kitchens, right? Outside of guys who are just so clearly not NFL head coach, the Nathaniel Hackett's, it's really hard to hire a good head coach. Like, even Jim Harbaugh and Sean Payton, they're not definites. Jay Gruden, or sorry, John Gruden, got paid $100 million. The guy had won a Super Bowl, won yep. both places he had been previously. It was disappointing in Las Vegas, what he, what what Mark Davis got for his $100 million. Now, I, we're going to get to your calls real quick here. Actually, let's get to the calls real quick. Uh, let's go with Greg. Hey, what's going on? Not much, buddy. Hey, what's real up, quick, buddy? real quick, a question to you. This is 93 to fan. How come, like, when a fan call in, you don't let them say what they have to say? You'll cut them off immediately if you don't like where they're going. Wait, hey, how? I, got, I got four points. Just hear me out. I got four no, points. No, no. Get, come on, get points. to it. Get to your point. Or I'm okay. going to cut you off. Okay, four points. The fan four thing, points? Just four quick points. We'll, we'll give you three. Right. We'll get, no, how about we three? No, no I'm not doing oh. it. I'm not doing it. Like we just proved his point. Yeah, he did. But the point is, I love you, Rob. But like, you spend hey, more time hey, hey. arguing. Just get to the point. Like you make the call. We let people talk as long as, well, at least a minute. I mean, we let the guy, the Quaker guy, seconds, yesterday. Minute, whatever. But you're not going to sit here and do a Shan or a Kyle Shanahan bullet point presentation. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, if you if 30 seconds in, Rob. And by the way, buddy, you want to call back in later. We will get to your uh, 17 point syllabus. But 20 or 30 seconds in, the only point you had made was you have four points to make, and we don't let people air out. Jake, real quick here, buddy, what you got for us? Hey guys, how's it going? Doing well, buddy. What you got? Hey, so. Um I was uh, wondering about the whole Brian Flores interview and everything. And I know you guys were talking the other day about whether or not Stefanski would be intimidated by some people that he could possibly bring in this year. And I think that, you know, that Flores could be one of those guys that would be very intimidating to him because he brings a lot of potential. And he definitely has the potential to take over that head coaching job and bring a totally different attitude to that organization. So, Jake, you're going to be listening to Albert Breer with us at about 520 because I think he's got – he wrote something in his mailbag this week that I think Jake and everybody who wants Brian Flores is going to be uh, very happy with. We were going to get to the Zach Wilson thing being a chotch, but we kind of <laughs> ran out of time there because Rob wanted to get his 17-point syllabus in. But the uh, one of the other new pieces of news in the NFL was they've kind of officially – announced what they're replacing the Pro Bowl with, and I haven't seen one person who likes it, which means it's probably going to be fire. So it's among it's going to be a, a bevy of games that, uh, it, that... It's literally every game you played in gym class growing up. Mm -hmm. um, these adult professional athletes are going to participate and in it, those games. It starts, are they going to get the parachute out? Uh, get it out. Get the rope climb. Give me the rope climb. What was um, the point of the parachute, by the way? I used to love that thing. Uh... 
waste time. Teamwork. Teamwork. Yeah. Teamwork. Yeah. Mm, I think that's giving that a lot of credit. I uh, think they just came. You had up. to do it all at the same time. Can we get out that's the the, wo- get the wooden scooters with the wheels that barely work? <laughs> I was thinking. Remember, they, then you like have to burn your like, hamstrings trying to p- like, push across the floor. Remember when they would have you play hockey and then they wouldn't give you a cup? So if they put you in goal, you just knew oh, you're, you're just catching one. one. The, taking one to the Nards. You're catching one with the boys. So actually, by the way, I'm wrong. They actually have found somebody. The biggest shill for the NFL there is Ian Rampaport said, oh, this is tremendous. Okay, now I'm pretty sure it's going to suck. I, I, there, There's nothing fun about that guy. Trust I, me. Yeah, God. He just, he just is a guy and he just is a person and he's just more friendly yes yeah but he's a dork yeah real dork but i actually think this is gonna be better than a pro bowl we're just talking about uh it, unless you're uh freddie kitchen's hugh jackson's bad it's tough to get better i think the pro bowl was freddie kitchen's bad so i don't know that this is going to be great but do i think it's going to be more watchable than a game that basically was useless yeah yeah. Now, do I think more people will watch this than the Pro Bowl? No. What's what what's so crazy about the Pro Bowl is it was pretty well received. Like the the ratings were not god awful. They basically ended ended up canceling it because of safety concerns and because they realized what a trivial pursuit it was. I know I said trivial pursuit. But now, let's see here. We got the here's some of the other ones. Um dodgeball it's a lightning round. There's a longest drive. Four players from each conference will compete in a challenge to drive a golf ball the furthest distance off a tee. So it's just you, me, Spano, and Keith drunk at Top Golf. That's essentially Pretty what, much, yeah. but with guys who lift like 700 pounds. Nick Chubb. I would, I would watch. I would pay to watch Nick Chubb do that. Uh, precision passing presented by EA Sports. And they had the they had the Madden thing. Two one six five. Didn't they do that last year? And like Russell Wilson looked amazing. Yeah. And then this year happened. Also, best catch presented by Uber Eats. I don't know why I'm reading oh, the. Uh, I think isn't some of the stuff that they did last year. Why are you giving the sponsors credit? I, I don't know. It's because it's in bold, and I'm just reading everything. It's in not bold. a live read here. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.